Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The Fan. WFAN. Wake your asses up. It's Al Cintron on The Fan. Number to dial 877-337-6666. We'll talk a little Jets-Giants, obviously, with the season kicking off this week. It's the last Monday of uh, without football for the next four months. I have Ernest Dove on at 5 a.m. He is uh, covers the Mets minor league system. But I figured I'd start off with a therapy session for Met and Yankee fans. Since the football season is starting, if you don't have a football team, well, that's on you. Figured this would be a nice way to let everything out. Everything, all the frustration you felt about the season, the disappointment, being a Met fan, being a Yankee fan this season. And since I'm a Met fan, I'll start off the therapy session. You know, going into the season after last year, I thought, man, it's a lot to look forward to. For for the last time, I will say this, we won 101 games last year. Um, I was really looking forward to the season. Even got a season package this year, which I don't do. Uh, because you can just get the tickets that day on TickPick. That's what we usually do. And uh, excited for the season. And then before the season even starts in the World Baseball Classic, Edwin Diaz goes Edwin Diaz goes down in a freak accident. An injury that would have happened regardless. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody calls the World Baseball Classic. That means nothing to me. The injury was going to happen regardless. But I still was optimistic. Okay, we got Dave Robertson as an insurance policy. Let's see what happens. Stupid me. And I'm sure I wasn't the only dumb one that thought we can overcome the Diaz injury. Then the season starts. And Justin Verland is not available. We find out, what, the week of opening day? He's not available for a month. The starting pitching rotation was no good. The bats, no good. Max Scherzer gets suspended. Sticky stuff. Puts the whole staff, which is already behind the eight ball, in an even tougher situation. The peak of the Mets season was at City Field in May. May 17th to May 21st. I know those dates because I was at all those games. They beat Tampa twice and swept the Indians. Oh, excuse me, the Guardians, my bad. Five-game winning streak. And I wasn't the only one that thought, hey, this is a beautiful thing. They got things going. They're going to get it going. And then the bats leap again. June hits. And the typical Mets June swoon, and I can't believe I'm even saying typical Mets June swoon because I hate saying it, but it was the truth. 
June Swoon. Everything that can go wrong went wrong. Tough to watch. Who would have thought the Mets season would be over by the end of June? The 2023 Mets season. Not me. I'm sure many of you didn't think it either. And Buck's brain farts with the bullpen. It's, well, it's been my only issue with him, and the bullpen was terrible. Then we start trading off pieces. David Robertson, gone. He didn't want to go. His numbers in Miami show you he, didn't, well, he doesn't want to be there. We tell Max Scherzer whatever we have to tell him so he can waive his no-trade clause. Justin Verlander goes out with class. Unlike Max Scherzer, who went, like a, who went out like an ass. Only to walk it back when he came here uh, visiting as a Texas Ranger. This season was a complete disaster. But I still watch because I love my Mets. It took him long enough to bring up Ronnie Mauricio, and he's here. I've been begging for him for months. For months. The kid can hit. Yeah, whatever you want to say about him defensively. They said the same, about, same thing about Alvarez. How'd that work out? And he's come up here and given his team a jolt. They took two out of three from the first place Mariners. They showed fight. They showed energy. They showed passion. But this season has been an utter disaster. Never in my wildest dreams that I think the 2023 Mets would crap the bed after last season. Disappointment? Yes. I thought I thought it'd be meaningful baseball be going on right now and preparing for the postseason and going with the 500 squad like we usually do. And instead, I'm hosting a therapy session. So we don't have to talk about this anymore. With football season coming. Thank God football season's here. Now I'm a Commanders fan. I know it's a big thing around here, Jets and Giants. We'll talk about them later. One team has super high expectations. The other one don't know what's going to happen. In the toughest division in football, the NFC East. But it's been an embarrassment this year to be a Met fan. Because of what happened last year and the expectation they had this year, the highest payroll in baseball, the highest payroll in the history of baseball, only to flop. Now, I still think that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, that's what the biggest flop in sports history. But as far as baseball goes, the Mets, the 2023 Mets were the biggest flop. Absolutely. Now, do I want a top six pick? Yes, I do want a top six pick. And a number to dial in is 877-337-6666. I do think Buck Showalter uh, deserves one last run with the team next year. You go from manager of the year to this disaster, and he's got one year left on his deal. Why not? We'll see what the new president of baseball operations does, if they even hire one. Because this process is taking forever. I know they're waiting for David Stearns. But if that doesn't work out, where do they turn from there? But again, this is, a, this is a therapy session for Matt and Yankee fans to let it out. All your frustrations. Say whatever you have to say. Let it out. Because when the football season starts, I don't want to hear it anymore. It's all about football. And then when the Knicks and Nets start, that makes it even better. The next time I want to talk about baseball is in, in the postseason... When the postseason begins, and as far as the Mets go in the offseason, because I have plenty to talk about when the offseason comes. I, I don't want to go there now. This season's still going on. 
We had I used to I I called the Mets. I was at the game. They lost twenty one to three in Atlanta. I sat through that because it's been a while since I went to a game. I picked the wrong one. I know. I know. But did it feel like the New York Mets were out there? It felt like there was the Jamaica Avenue Mets. I couldn't even name half the guys that were out there. It was embarrassing. 21-3 at the Braves, smacking us around. I don't ever want to experience this again as a Met fan. With Steve Cohen as the owner. We went through it a, a, low, a bunch of times under the coupons. I don't want to go through this again. It's embarrassing. I'm sick of having pitchers who, go, who can't even go five innings. It's a joke. And I know I'm not the only Met fan that feels this way. I know I'm not the only Met fan that feels this way. And I'm one of the most positive Met fans on social media. At my infamous take, by the way. And on Instagram as well, my infamous take. Shout out to Eddie for reminding me. (laughs) But next season, I do not want to feel this. And I know they're saying, well, we'll go full board in 25 and 26. No, I don't think Steve Cohen's going to sit on his hands and go through this uh, um, again next season. No way. There's no way he's going to want to sit through this. So I expect him this offseason to be calculated, make smart moves that, that set the foundation for 2025 and beyond to be competitive every single season because I do not want to experience this again as a Met fan. I will I won't go. And I don't live too far from City Field, so it's an easy trip. The tickets are not expensive. I'm not buying a package ever again. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just not doing it. It's a waste of money. It's a waste when you do the, when you do the math, a a 20 game package, 40 game package to just buying them and on the secondary market, it's night and day. And even and you say, well, I get a package because of playoff tickets, access to playoff tickets. They were cheaper on TickPick. Matter of fact, like I said, for game three versus the Padres do or die when the fans have been dying for postseason baseball, a good amount of fans didn't even show up. They didn't show up like Chris Bassett didn't show up. They didn't show up like Max Scherzer didn't show up. Games one and three. I still don't know why the hell DeGrom didn't start game one and set the tone. And then you would have had two games to play with because he was fantastic in game two. That place was insane for game two versus the Padres. I want to experience that every year. Every single season under Steve Cohen. And the honeymoon is over for Steve Cohen. You know this whole, oh, Uncle Steve is going to do the right thing. No. There's no more being nice. First season, disaster. Second season, September sucked. But all in all, it was a great season. And he figured, okay. Year three, here we go. It's going to take off. And what happened? The Edwin Diaz freak accident set the tone for the 2023 Met fan and season. And I never, ever want to experience this again. We got Sterling Sterling Marte who's going to have to have groin surgery again. Most likely. So who knows if he's he's He might not be the same ever again. I'll look at the positives now. We got a first baseman who loves being a Met. And I talked about this yesterday. I don't believe any of the nonsense that was said about him being a cancer, uh, you know, being a bad teammate, uh, wanting to trade him. I don't believe any of it. I never did. 
We got a shortstop, an all-star shortstop, the best shortstop in baseball, who from day one has never been appreciated here. Reminds me of what happened with Carlos Beltran. And it's sad. He's going to be a 30-30 guy this season. He wants it badly. He's going to win a gold glove. If he doesn't win a gold glove this year, it's criminal. Last year for him to not even be nominated for a gold glove, it was criminal. He's got to win a gold glove this year. I know Francisco Alvarez has been struggling with the bat, but his defense has been better than better than advertised because, you know, they were saying his defense is sorry. That's why he's not here. You know, he's not ready. Well, he's ready. Defensively, he's ready. The pitchers trust him. I see him as the future captain of this team. The kid wants to in English. Steve Gelb shared a story on air where he said, you know, hey, let's can you can we practice off the air and then uh, an interview so that way I can start talking English on air? The kid wants it. So you got pieces here. Lindor, Alonzo, Alvarez. Please don't trade Ronnie Mauricio. They'll regret it unless you get a top-of-the-line ace who's in his prime. Do not trade this kid. You'll regret it. Find a place. Second base, find a place. Maybe he can pitch. Find a place. Do not trade this kid. Brandon Nimmo's going to be here. The question is Jeff McNeil. Are they fed up with his antics? Slamming the helmets. Dropping F-bombs left and right. I mean, it's great when you're winning. It's not the same when you're losing. That's the question this offseason. So if they have a thought of trading him, then we need him to kill the rest of the season. So his value is high. But I, I never, ever thought in my wildest dreams that... The, the Mets season would have been over in June. Never. Especially after last season. And it sucked. But I accepted it fast. I accepted it quickly so I can just move on. But I felt tonight, this morning I should say, I got to get used to this old 2, 3, 4 a.m. I keep saying night, it's, it's the morning. The last time I was up the consecutive mornings like this on a weekend, I was parting my brains out of an exit back in the day. So some techno music. The number to call in 877-337-6666. We got David in Queens. David, how are you? What's up, Hello? David? What's up? I just want to ask you a quick question. Sure. I heard a story that's saying that uh, Pete Alonzo was to toxic. And I want to ask you another question on top of that. Okay. Do you think the Mets are going to sign him? Hey. As an extension after the 2024 season, or you think they might trade him? No, they're not. I don't think they trade him uh, unless next year is like this year. Uh, that's the only way I see them trading Pete Alonso next season. This off season, no. Unless the Mets are offered six top prospects, which I don't see happening. Uh, again, I'm going to have a guest on at five, Ernest Dove. He's going to. Uh, I'm going to ask him the question. I already know the 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 answer because I've spoken to him about this, but I'm going to let him tell you guys. Uh, about Pete Alonso, um, I never thought he was the problem. I never thought he was an issue with him. I know he's best friends with McNeil, so maybe that could be an issue. But as far as him being a, a bad teammate and a cancer, no, I, I never bought that for a second. Now, as far as an extension goes, um, 
I think they let him test the free agent market. I think they let him test it. Uh, and, and, and unless he comes out killing it next season, and then they say, you know what, let's just get this done now. I, I, it's funny. Some guys can handle it. Some guys can't. When you start asking about free agency, you know, um, during the season, the whole season, they don't want to hear it. They wa- they don't want it to be a distraction. Um, you know, prior to today, Peter. You know, prior to yesterday, Peter had a homer in a while, and you could see he looked worn down. You could see his face, and I felt bad for him. And he hit two homers today. He's now got forty-one homers. Uh, Done that three times, I believe. The deal I had for him is six years, one fifty. That's twenty five million a year. That's between what Freeman makes and what Olson makes. Uh, the most I would do is eight, and that's pushing it. Eight for two hundred, but you know, seven for one seventy five, six for one fifty, around there. So he makes twenty five per. Okay. Now, how do you feel about it? You want do you want Pete back? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Because he's the founder. I think he's the foundation of the team. If you get, if you have somebody to replace him, that's another thing. Yeah, that's what, if you that, don't have nobody. If you don't have a backup plan, then no. What's yeah, the point? That, that's what I said. I mean, listen again. If the team craps the bed next season like this year, which I don't see happening, then again, I how many times have we said that as Met fans? But I'm not going to go back to the to the coupons era. I'm just going to do the Steve Cohen era. Um, you know, I, I we. I believe in Steve Cohen. I believe he's gonna he's put his money where his mouth is. He pretty much bought a home far, a whole farm system uh, at the trade deadline. And thanks for the call, David. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Um, I believe in Steve Cohen. I believe in his vision. I believe uh, in what he wants to do with his team. They've already started letting people go, uh, scouts and the farm system and all that. There's clearly been a disconnect with this team this year. Um, it's clearly been a disconnect with this team this year. Maybe we'll find this offseason. We'll find out when who's here and who's not here. But the guys I'm holding on to, you're not trading Francisco Lindor, and anybody who even says that, they don't know baseball. That's just pure hate. The guy's an all-star. He's a great dude. He performs. He's a leader. It's just this season was a disaster. It happens. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Ross in Bergen County. Ross, how are you? Al, what's going on, man? First what's going on, Ross? Morning. Well, nice to have you aboard. What's going on, brother? Appreciate it, man. So I actually hear you bring up the, uh, you know, the Cohen uh, honeymoon period being over. I completely completely agree with you. Honestly, you look at so far, was this, you know, nearing up on near, uh, the end of year three of his tenure, talking about, you know, the five-year plan. A lot of people say, you know, in hindsight, obviously, you talk about, we see how, you know, how quickly he's trying to cover it up that, you know, that said five-year player when he first took over. But I think you're right. You look at so far since he's been the owner, all of his, you know, big-time investments. I'm not talking about, you know, the Mark Hanna's and the, and the you know, Adam Anabinos of the world. We look at Scherzer, Verlander, obviously, completely blew up in their face. Now they're kind of going with the long-term, you know, cross training for the prospect approach. I think this whole time you look at it, you know, what Cohen's been doing as the owner, it's kind of just been like a big what-if. Like, you look at the Scherzer-Verlander win-now plan, obviously didn't work, so now we're turning to the long-term plan. So now what if, you know, you look at Acuna, Gilbert, I see them lighting it up now. We see Mauricio. I was, I was, I called Keith like a week and a half ago. Uh, uh-huh. He was on, like, the, the late nights. I say, you know, we see Vientos, Beatty, Alvarez for a while look like the real deal, and now he hasn't had a homer in, what, like 75 at-bats now? Why am I supposed to be excited about Mauricio? And I've been dead wrong so far. He's got, like, five hits in his first three games. He's been electric. But, you know, who knows? You know, you see, like I said, Vientos and Beatty, they haven't showed you really anything. Who knows if, you know, Cunha and Gilbert, I know they fired the 
the development team, a couple guys in the development program recently. But, you know, who's to say now that this new approach after plan A didn't work, who's to say plan B is going to work? And, you know, you look at two of the first three years of this Cohen ownership going to be sub 500. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of been all talk so far. What do you think? Well, I had no problem with him, uh, Offering to Verlander, listen, you had you had to over, pitching. You're going to overpay for, so yeah. he went out and tried to replace Degrom. He was hurt the first month of the season, and it's better that it was Verlander than Degrom because if Jacob Degrom would have signed here, it would have been a huge oh, yes. So if I had to take one of the two, hey, I'd rather the Verlander. It didn't work out, but. They got two prospects for it, and they put their money. Where, he put his money where his mouth is, and he paid to get better prospects. They pretty much bought a farm system. All the guys they brought yeah. in, they're, now they're, that's the best prospects on the, in, the, in the organization for the most part. And I have Ernest yeah, Dub on later. He, yeah, he, colors, he covers the, the Mets minor league system, so he'll be able to elaborate more than I can. Uh, he's my minor league guy. But I understand why he did it with Verlander. Uh, Scherzer, yep. I understood it as well. You need to show you were serious about it. You needed a, another top bulldog on the team, and we loved it at first. But let's face it: yes, he was twenty nine as a Met. How many of those losses though were in big spots? No, no, that was the thing. He had uh, surprisingly, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. he had the lowest ERA of his career last year. But those were, you know, the starts against Pittsburgh and Milwaukee in June, July. You need him Atlanta, San Diego. He was a no show. I think one more thing, man, and I sure. appreciate the time, but. Uh, you know, with the Correa deal, obviously Correa himself, he's having a terrible year. And, you know, even the, the long-term injury concern, we barely heard about the, the leg injury or whatever it was. But in terms of, you know, hard numbers, he's been terrible this year. I, I get that. But the notion, I think, when he said, when the deal was never official in the first place, he said that Correa was the missing piece. Correa deal falls through, and they don't even make an attempt at adding anyone else. That basically points to the sign being that the team was missing pieces going into the year. Because, you know, declare Correa the missing piece, they don't get him. Now, you know, what's the plan? What's the next step? They never took a next step, and they were basically going into the season blind, according to the owner who basically bought this team himself. So, obviously, you know, the Diaz, everything kind of tore the season apart, you know, to a further extent. But it kind of sounded like from the sounds of, you know, Cohen himself, that they were even, like, kind of seeing flaws in this team, and they did nothing to fix it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, listen, I was all for Correa as well. Uh, but looking back on that, I can admit when I'm, you know, again, I have no problem admitting when I was wrong. I was wrong about that. He's did he? I think he just broke the Minnesota record, grounding into his 29th double play this season. Yeah, no, he's been a disaster. Well, like I said, to the injury, I haven't heard anything about. So he's just talent wise, been a disaster this year. He's kind of honestly looking like shades of Baez. And you know, we were looking, at, you know, kids, they, you know, the whole Puerto Rican connection, Lindor, Baez, Correa, with the uh, when they're on the national team. When mm. we had Baez, Lindor. That was a disaster. Not even the thumbs down. Baez, he was he was pretty solid. And now you look at he took an even worse drop off with Detroit. I mean, he swings at everything you know thrown at him. Well, the crazy Correa, thing is when I didn't mean to cut you off when ba when Baez was here. Look at his average. Uh, look the way he was hitting. Hit, at first he was swinging at everything, and then his approach changed. He was much better. Yeah, no, he adapted. And I don't understand right. why he, he – I don't I don't remember if the Mets offered him anything, if they even talked. But then he went to Detroit for the money, obviously, money grab. And he's been a complete disaster over there. His glove is no, always going to be solid. Yeah, me. but his – that contract, he can opt out. He can opt out. Detroit is begging him probably to opt out. He's not going to opt out because he's not going to get that money anywhere else. No, yeah, I mean, he'd be stupid too. You look at – you brought up Lindor before. At this point – Lindor is nothing but a punching bag. He's the least of our problems. Here, people think he's the least of our problems. He's, uh, our, he's our best bat, and even in an <laughs> underperforming year, that 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 just says something about this team that he's underperforming this year, and he's still been our best bet. I mean, obviously, Alonzo, you know, puts up the power numbers, but. 
terms of just the number, you know, the flash lines and everything, he's 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 not performing to you know the what is he the tenth highest paid player? I mean, from the jump, he's that was a little 10, bit yeah. of an overpayment, and he would have to be you know put up you know Ozzy Smith type numbers or you know you know all time shortstop numbers to live up to that money. No, so I, from I, the jump, that was an overpayment. But I mean, for the for the player he was, the player he was brought to be, he's been more than good enough. And thanks, Ross. I appreciate the call. You enjoy the rest of your morning. I completely agree with you. For anybody to say Francisco Lindor is the problem, you obviously don't watch baseball. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.